When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live on tape from the Ed Sullivan Theater in New York City, it's Stephen Welcome, welcome, one and all, to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. Yeah! Yesterday, I don't know, don't know if you paid attention, it's not been in the news much, but there were some elections yesterday. <laughs> some of you may be upset about the results, but don't panic. Save your panic for climate change. <laughs> These were a handful of off-year elections around the country, but according to cable news, the most important election was Virginia. Well, the governor's race was won by Republican businessman and live-action Doug... <laughs> Glenn Youngkin. Not to be confused with the new hit CBS show, Young Glenkin. <laughs> A lot of factors go into every victory in every election, but I believe the deciding factor here was that Youngkin had the one quality that Virginia voters wanted most, not being Terry McAuliffe. <laughs> And it probably has nothing to do with the fact that Terry dances like this. 3.2 from the driveway of my house. <laughs> I got swept up. I got swept up. Thank you, John. Thank you. Uh, meanwhile, up in New Jersey, Democrat Phil Murphy was ahead eight points in the polls going into Election Day. But for most of the last 24 hours, the race has been too close to call. Of course, that's how New Yorkers have always viewed New Jersey. Way too close. <laughs> so it was a disappointing night for Democrats, but Democrats are used to being disappointed. That's why they're changing their logo from the donkey to Eeyore. <laughs> but here's the thing. And I'm gonna say the thing. Here's the thing. And maybe I'm alone, but I'm not that upset. I've already endured the worst election in American history. Live on TV, sitting over there, drinking a cocktail of bourbon in my own tears. <laughs> this one just seems like another election. Oh, no! Terry McAuliffe didn't win? Will the Republic survive our post-Terry future? <laughs> you see, both Virginia 
Both uh, Virginia and New Jersey have a historical pattern of electing governors in off-year elections who are from the opposite party of the sitting president. In Virginia, it's happened in 10 of the last 11 elections. It makes sense because people tend to vote more when they're upset with the person in power. And right now, that person is Joe Biden. Voting is like democracy's Yelp review. <laughs> you never leave a comment when the soup was tasty. But if you bring me still water when I ask for sparkling, I will burn your bistro to the ground. <laughs> then again, one star. Wish I could give it zero. How hard is it? Oh, man, you can't sparkling, hold... it's a party. You can't hold a grudge for that kind of stuff. Apparently, independent and suburban voters moved Republican. In Virginia, education was the top issue, in part because many parents are still frustrated by the way public schools have handled the coronavirus pandemic, but also because claims about what's being taught in history classes have become the latest racist dog whistle. For instance, on Monday, Youngkin made this promise. Let me be clear, on day one, we will not have political agendas in the classroom, and I will ban critical race theory. Here's the thing. Critical race theory is not taught at the K-12 through level in Virginia. Wow, that was fast. Promises made, promises kept. Good for you, Governor Youngkin. He, he did it. He did it. It happened. It's pretty hard to campaign against someone who's promising to eliminate things that don't exist. If elected, I will ban every toilet seat getting Americans pregnant. Say goodbye to your friends and neighbors exploding thanks to Pop Rocks and soda. And on day one, I will imprison that woman who put the turkey in the bassinet and the baby in the oven. We will also go after her accomplice, the Slender Man. The calls coming from inside the house from your Canadian girlfriend. The, the Democrat... The Democrats did win some races here in New York City. For mayor, voters overwhelmingly elected Brooklyn Borough President and man who got a great discount at Bracelets R Us, <laughs> Eric Adams. Adams was the heavy favorite, and it did not take long for him to be declared the winner. His victory was announced just 10 minutes after the polls closed. <laughs> it would have been announced sooner, but the results got stuck behind a group of tourists in Times Square. <laughs> we get it. It's a big old Navy ad. Wow, yes, his video, it's moving. Could you move? <laughs> but there was just... <laughs> Here's some M&Ms. <laughs> and some shrimp. There was also a big victory in New York's Milwaukee, Boston, where voters elected Michelle Wu, who will be the city's first woman and person of color to become mayor. Yes. Woo! 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 Yes, it's an historic victory. Wu broke a 199-year streak of white male elected city leaders. Ooh, ooh. So close. Hey. So close. So close to 200. Boston was just one year away from its white male bicentennial. <laughs> now they'll have to cancel the parade. They already booked Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> and ordered that giant balloon of cargo shorts. <laughs> uh, on Staten Island, the job of borough president went to Republican candidate Vito Fossella, seen here at his campaign stop next to a shallow grave. 
Now, I know what you're saying. You're saying, Steve, we're New Yorkers. We don't care about Staten Island. Fair enough. But you will care about this. Back in 2009, Fasella was forced to resign from his congressional seat after the public exposure of a secret second family in Virginia. Hey, before you judge, people make mistakes, and everyone deserves a second family. Chance. <laughs> second chance. How did... It's a true story. Yeah, it's a true well, story. A second family. How did the public find out about his second family? It came out during a DUI arrest. How does that come out? No, officer. I'm not drunk. I'm just driving erratically because I'm in a hurry to see my secret second family. Did I say that out loud? Man, I am drunk. <laughs> Are you single? Third time's a charm. <laughs> now, <laughs> to top it off, Fasella originally rose to political prominence because he championed family values. Yes, it's true. He values family so much, he has two of them. <laughs> it's called diversifying your investments. Uh, the local... The local GOP has an interesting spin on this with former borough president James Molinaro saying, there's not a man alive that probably didn't have an affair while he was married or before he was married. <laughs> hey, Jimmy! Don't drag the rest of us into this. <laughs> Come on, we're guys, right? We like three things. Football, beer, and having second families in other states that no one knows about till we drive after too much football and beer. <laughs> My kids will tell you the same thing. Not those, the other ones. <laughs> Speaking of people who should not have been elected, Colorado representative and restaurant hostess saying, welcome, where can I shoot you? <laughs> Lauren Boebert, congressional person Boebert, recently made this argument against paid family leave. Listen, I'm a mother of four. I delivered one of my children in the front seat of my truck because as a mom of four, we got things to do. Ain't nobody got time for two and a half months of maternity leave. You're talking like it's a vacation. <laughs> maternity leave is a critical time for healing, bonding, and I would hope deep cleaning that truck. <laughs> also, Also, why do you give birth in the front seat of a truck? You are in a vehicle that literally has a bed. <laughs> now, I will admit, I'll be the first to say that I have never pushed a human out of my body or had one cut out of my abdomen, but I know about newborns. They need time and care and someone to untangle their umbilical cord from the gear shift of the Silverado. <laughs> but Bobert is basically saying, I gave birth in a truck, so no one deserves parental leave. That's not an argument against leave. That's an argument against hospitals. I gave birth in my truck for the same reason I got my son circumcised on an ATV, because ain't nobody got time for medical care. I took Lamaze class at the Ford dealership and got my epidural from one of those inflatable dancing guys. He missed and put the needle in my brain, which is why I'm this way. Play ball. We got a great show for you tonight. When we come back, the latest crazy from QAnon. I'm Rachel Martin. After hosting Morning Edition for years, I know that the news can wear you down. So we made a new podcast called Wild Card, where a special deck of cards and a whole bunch of fascinating guests help us sort out what makes life meaningful. It's part game show, part existential deep dive, and it is seriously fun. Join me on Wild Card wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR. 
John, uh, you're going to want to stick around tonight. Yeah. I know I know. normally you leave when the guest comes out here, but you're going to want to stick around <laughs> because it is our dear friend Andy Cohn is going to be here tonight. Hey. Andy Cohn. You're going to want to... You're going to want to watch what happens live is what you want to do, John. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. You're going to enjoy it. He's such a delight. Now, folks, in case you were wondering what your insane aunt is up to, you don't have to wait till Thanksgiving. I'll give you the latest conspiracies in tonight's edition of The Q Files. The truth is out there. The lies are way out there. <laughs> the latest in cutting-edge crazy is that hundreds of QAnon adherents gathered in Dallas, Texas yesterday. The reason? They were expecting a big announcement from John F. Kennedy Jr. <laughs> of course, JFK Jr. died tragically 22 years ago, so at this point, any announcement from him would be pretty big. <laughs> Apparently, the creme de la cray-cray believed that John John faked his own death, went into hiding, and is now actually the Q that they follow on the Internet. And they expected him to appear in public and reveal all of this yesterday in Dallas at Dealey Plaza by the grassy knoll. <laughs> oh, and they had to throw in the grassy knoll. Up till then, it had the ring of truth. <laughs> While they waited for JFK Jr. to appear, the crowd engaged in a spirited debate. Did we land on the moon? No! Did we land on the moon? No! Oh, let me try one. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, is that a moray? No! They're right. Kubrick faked a moray on a soundstage in Phoenix. <laughs> now, some of those folks also believe JFK Jr. will be seeking office soon based on their T-shirts suggesting JFK Jr. would be the former president's running mate in 2024. Makes sense. Kennedy died over 20 years ago, but he's still more lifelike than Mike Pence. <laughs> now, shockingly, and I know... Shockingly, JFK Jr. did not show up in Dallas yesterday afternoon <laughs> due to his chronic case of not alive. <laughs> but the QAnon crowd didn't lose hope because rumors began to circulate that JFK Jr. would instead appear at a concert by the Rolling Stones that evening. <laughs> Guys, come on. You can't always get what you want. <laughs> but if you try sometimes, you might find... You just might find... You get what you need, oh. which is medication. <laughs> oh so, the concert happened, and JFK Jr. was a no-show. Some QAnon believers walked away with a new theory about his father, that Rolling Stones guitarist Keith Richards is, in fact, President John F. Kennedy. Okay, that is crazy. President Kennedy would be 104 years old and Keith Richards is clearly way older than that. Coming up, Andy Cohen.
Rise and shine, football fans. Start your day the right way with Morning Footy, a podcast that covers every aspect of the global game. Headlines, match previews, analysis, interviews, culture, fashion, and plenty of banter. Join as we track the thrills and spills of Europe's biggest title races, the business end of the Champions League season, a summer packed with international competitions, MLS, NWSL, and much more. Subscribe to Morning Footy. Good to see you, you ray of sunshine. Aww. You are. You're absolutely, you know, you're, 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 you're a delightful person. You're a great guest. You're a wonderful host. You're America's sweetheart. And <laughs> you have been Johnny on a spot for me so many times. You always come in with a tremendous amount of energy, and, and you always make things better. Is there anything I can ever do for Andy Cohen? You name it, I'm um, there, my friend. Okay, I'm going to work on that. Okay. Yeah. Good luck collecting. Yeah, exactly. Actually, mm -hmm. we did collect, because I think the last time Anderson and I were here, we conned you into coming on our New Year's show and doing a shot, and you did it. I did. I did a shot so on New there Year's. You go. Yeah, so, okay, we're even. Yes. Then we're oh. even. It's oh, Sorry. But that... No, we're even. No, but... <laughs> now, we both, we both host talk shows. Yes, we uh, do. They're different talk shows. They're little. not the same. They're a little bit different. Little. Cover and the same topics. Yes. We do? Yes. Yes. Yes, we do. Countess Luann. Come on. Yes. Yeah. I have many opinions. I know you do. Yes. Uh, looking back over, over COVID, because we both hosted from home. Yes. For months and months and months. Yeah. Did you, did you um, lean into professionalism, or did you let it all hang out, baby? What do you think? Well, I mean, you come pre-hung out. Yes, exactly. Um, I leaned into the fact that I was at home. I was kind of slopping makeup on like this myself. You did your own makeup? I, I mean, barely, barely. I did my own makeup. Yes, yeah. it was a disaster. I was, there were shows where I would be doing them, and I was like, is this a show? What am I doing? Mm -hmm. There was one night that we realized uh, the next day that I had left my stereo on for the entirety of the show. The, the Grateful Dead was playing in the background for the whole show. Wow. Yeah. Did Didn't you... know, nobody seemed to notice. Did you clear all that music? Because you have to get their permission. Didn't clear the music. They can <laughs> retroactively give me a call, I guess. Um, uh, him, not me. Yes. Now, one of the reasons I like talking to you is that you keep things interesting. You don't worry about the things that you say. Uh, as I said, you let it all hang out there. Have you always been that way, or is this the professional Andy? I, and like, as like growing up, were you like that? Were you a, uh, I guess, troublemaker? I was a little bit of a um, stirrer. I don't know if I can say that on CBS. You cannot. But yes, okay, very good. In case you want to uh, know, there's the a, results are back in, and they're saying there, no. There's kind of a famous story in my family that I think really encapsulates who I was then and then who I am now, which is we were having dinner one night. This is probably in the early 80s. And it was, the dinner was, it was starting to get a little mundane. It was boring. Just I was a normal thinking, dinner? Yeah, just a family dinner. It was okay. just a whatever, Tuesday night. And I was thinking, man, you know, this is a little listless, this dinner. And so I said, wow, I can't believe Richard Nixon died today. And now Richard Nixon had not passed away. How old are you? Um, I was probably 10 or 11. And my That's a weird thing for a 10 or 11-year-old to use as a gag. It is. I wanted to spice up the vibe and just see how my parents would react. My mom jumped up to turn the TV 
on. She turned it on and I said, just kidding. And then the whole conversation was, what is wrong with you that you would think, A, that that's funny, and B, why would you? And I'm like, I just wanted to see what would happen. And so. I got to tell a room of people that Nixon had died, actually. The night In that he died, I was on stage at Second City. Wow. And, you know, it's a two-hour show, and then there's an improv set. So between the show and the set, we take suggestions. And I went backstage. Somebody else was taking the suggestions. I think Steve Carell was. And I go backstage, and I see on TV that Nixon had died. I said, well, I'm going to tell the crowd. So I go out there, and I say, ladies and gentlemen, President Nixon has died. And they thought I was joking. Right. Right. Because it was on stage. Yeah. And then they saw on my face that I wasn't, and they made three sounds. It went like this. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh! Oh! Right. That was the sound. Uh, that's yes. We, I was. I've told this story before, but I was live after an episode of the Orange County Housewives one night, mm -hmm. um, and Os the night Osama bin Laden died, and I uh, announced it because it happened moments before we went on the air. We were live, and I thought, you know, I worked at CBS News for 10 years. I was like, it's my, as a broadcaster, it's your responsibility. I need to tell the yeah, people exactly. what's going on. Sure, heavy. And our audience also did not know how to, because this was obviously a great villain who had died. Yes. There were some applause. It was very odd, and it was not the, and I had Alexis Bellino next to me, who is great Orange County Housewives, who was referred to by her enemies as Jesus Jugs, and it was just a very awkward uh, affair. Anyway, you can, it's on YouTube. Why, and this is on me for not knowing. Yes. Why was she called by her enemies Jesus well, Jugs? Well, obviously, you would have to ask Tamra that. Steven. <laughs> Could they turn water into wine? <laughs> we have to take a quick break, Andy, but uh, stick around. When I come back, I will ask Andy about an encounter with Meryl Streep you'll want to know about. Hey, everyone. It's David Duchovny. Do you ever feel like a failure? Trust me, I get it. Hell, I've spent my whole life almost feeling like a failure. It's appropriate, though, because on Fail Better, my new podcast with Lemonada Media, exploring the world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives is the whole point. Each week, I'll chat with artists, athletes, actors, and experts about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, I hope we can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out on May 7th, wherever you get your podcasts. You have a new book. I do. Thank you. The book is called Glitter Every Day, 365 Quotes from Women I Love. Okay, so this is quote a day. It's a quote, quote a day, day book. It's a okay. celebration of women I love high and low from my Ooh. mom to Madonna to Malala. To Eleanor Roosevelt. A woman is like a tea bag. You never know how strong it is until it's in hot water. Great quote. Wow. Absolutely. Okay. So who else is in here? What, what was... Oh my gosh, my mom, Madonna, Malala, uh, Dorinda from the New York Housewives. I mean, sure. it really spans... Malala, Dorinda, very yes. similar. It spans, yes. Uh huh. <laughs> All great women. Is Jesus Jugs in here too? She's not though. 
That's She's too not, bad. Yes. That's too bad. So how did you? How did people make the cut or not make the cut? I What's just, your standard? I was just making big lists of women that I love, and then we were looking for 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 quotes that resonated to me. And and uh, do you have a favorite quote in here? Uh, you know what I love? I mean, there is there's so many. I mean, that Eleanor Roosevelt one is is really great. There's a quote from Atlanta housewife Sheree Whitfield that I love that resonates. Um, Who gonna check me, boo? Uh, and that that is who? Well, it's it's just a rhetorical question. It's just the ultimate clapback. One more time, please. It's just the ultimate clapback. No, no. no. What, what is the quote again? I'm sorry. Oh, it's who gonna check me, boo? Not I. Thank you. <laughs> I shall not. I shall not. I shall never check you, boo. Yes. Now, but boo. But boo. What confuses me? Boo is a term of endearment. Like you're Un my boo. Unless it ends that sentence. In which case, it's like, buddy. Yeah, yes, exactly. Oh, I see. Wise guy. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yes. Now, uh, you write in here about playing a game of charades with, among other people, and this is a harrowing group of people, Meryl Streep. Yes, under the Meryl Streep uh, quote, I think she's in there a couple times, I recollect of, I was at a party, a Christmas party at the great, the late great Natasha Richardson's house, mm -hmm. who was a dear friend of mine mm -hmm. uh, for years, and she put, she was the greatest hostess ever. I mean, she put together the best groups uh, with the best food that she made all of, and we were at a Christmas party at her house that would, she typically would end her Christmas parties with a game of charades when we were all in our cups, sure, as sure. one might say. Ton of fun. And So who are we I, talking? Who's well, I mean, group? we're talking Meryl Streep and Rafe Fiennes and Natasha and Liam and John Benjamin Hickey and I believe Stephen Sondheim was there. I mean, what? it was a heady group. And you. And I am a Poor actor. I mean, I cannot act. I am terrible. Not great at charades either. I was acting out, and I think that I called John Hickey and asked him, and he said, I believe it was Nora Jones, and this tells you around the time this song came out when this was. It was Nora Jones, don't know why I, I, didn't, I didn't come. come yeah. Yes, I think I was acting that out. Uh, and I, I would not mind seeing you act that out. Well... I was not doing a great job, and Meryl Streep turns to John and says, I don't know what he's doing, but I never want him to stop. <laughs> Which is maybe the best review I'll ever get. Sure. It's not a bad review. Sure. Um, is, there, is there one in here um, that... Uh, do you quote yourself? Do you, do you I make don't. your own no, cut? I'm not a lady. Oh, I forgot. It was yes. all women. I apologize. It's all women I love. Yes. Okay. That's I don't nice. quote myself. My mom is in there uh, a few times. Great quote from my mom when I, when I came out to her. Her response was, I probably would have hated your wife anyway. <laughs> and you know what? She that probably really would nice. Yes. That's really nice. That's a very sweet thing to say. It is if you think about it. We have to take another break, Andy. But when you come back, ladies and gentlemen, Andy's going to give you some tips about how to keep your Thanksgiving dinner dramatic.
John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. We're back with the author of Glitter Every Day, Andy Cohen. You just announced uh, this is a, there's a big move in Andy World, uh, which I've just coined. Have I coined Andy World? Thank you, okay. yes. Is that Real Housewives is going international. Yes, we are. Where are you guys going? Dubai. Yes. Do you have billionaires playground? Okay. Yes. You, first of all, is this step one of world dominion? Yes. World domination. I world, domination. world domination. Yes. This yeah. is it. And have you already identified who these Real Housewives are? We or are have. you holding on? You, you, we you, have. you already we know. haven't announced the cast yet. You can't give us any hints. I cannot. I cannot. No. Yes. Not even a hint. Whoa. What floor of? the burge do they live on? Just tell me that. <laughs> they're, they're 120. Uh, the 15th anniversary of Housewives, uh, the franchises this year, you describe it, and I'm gonna get this quote right, as sociological time capsules. Yes. What do you mean? Well, I think if you look back, especially at the early years when we looked back, uh, when we had the Real Housewives of Orange County in those early years, sure. it was you can look at those shows and it's like um, sociology of the nouveau riche living in gated communities, mm -hmm. how they behaved at a certain time, how they dressed, how they interacted. And, you know, somewhere you could put them on a spaceship and just shock the, the stratosphere up there. Now, uh, holidays are coming up. Yes. Now, you, know, you know drama. Yeah. And throwing wine in people's faces. So, can you give any advice to people who might be dealing with drama at the Thanksgiving table this Well, my this year? advice is to lean into it. If you have two people at the table who don't like each other, make the dinner interesting for everyone. <laughs> Say to them, what's the issue? You know what I mean? Really? Yes, absolutely. Make it a dinner to remember. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, see, the vaccinated... Those... The vaccinated person next to the unvaccinated yeah, exactly, person. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. I love it. Or just something simple like, you know, Aunt Trudy, did you think those pants were the best choice for tonight? <laughs> and why did you think that? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because they're houndstooth and it's right. very forgiving. Exactly, I know. But Aunt Trudy, look at your tuchus in the pants. They, they would love me to rap over there. Yes. And I won't do it. Yeah, good. Screw with I them. I won't do yes, it. Yes, good. Do people ever say to you, like, over the guest shoulder, you gotta, you gotta wrap it up? Well, I'm live, so I, I do still, have to wrap it up. Why? Well, because I'm gonna get booted off the air by a commercial, by the machine that cuts us off the air. There's, there's robots? I mean, it's I don't know how it works, but <laughs> yes. I know that I hit the wall. It's always live. Watch what happens live is actually live. No, it's not always live. You've been on before when it's been on tape. So you're, li we so go you're lying to the American no, people. No, I'm not. Some nights it's live. Yes, there have been times where I've been sitting with you and I get so enchanted with you as you are with me right now. And you have a that bar. That I just go and on and bar. on. Well, what I love about when you're at my show yep. is 
You have truly walked out of my place legless. I have. I mean, you actually I have. have. But because usually, do you shoot more than one in an evening or something like that? Some nights. Because have, I get there yes. and like I'm not the first guy, yes. and there's a bar in your dressing room. Yeah. And I and I get um I, I get like my, that. I get my crunk on I before like I see you. And then when you and then I'm after I leave, I'm like, what the f did I say to Andy? Right. And I turn to, you know, Carrie, our dear friend, yes. and I go, my publisher, I go, what did I say? Right. Should I beg him to cut some of that? She's right. like, it was great. See that? Yeah. And it always is. Um, uh, please have me back. Please come back. Maybe you'll come on our New Year's show with me and Anderson. I absolutely... <laughs> I, my friend, will be watching. This has been The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 11.35, 10.35 Central on CBS and Paramount+. Plus. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. How you survive, you make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.